And I'm Grace. And this is what we wish people knew. A friend of mine recently called me seeking advice about what to do if you think someone that you know is suicidal. In these moments, we often feel panicked and at a loss for what to say or do. In this podcast, you will find some helpful tips on navigating this conversation, including words to look for, what to say, some action steps you can take, and how to take care of your own mental health during this time. Before we begin, I want to note that many of these are also symptoms of depression, which is why it can be really difficult to discern which one applies. If you're questioning if someone is having suicidal thoughts, ask them if they are. So there are some words that you can look for during the conversation that you're having with this person. There is a difference between being depressed and having suicidal thoughts. It is important to know that not everyone who is depressed also has suicidal thoughts. Do not assume that someone is or is not suicidal based on your own beliefs or values. For example, just because you believe someone should be happy doesn't make it true. Anyone can have suicidal thoughts. Rich people, poor people, religious people, married people, single people, anyone. The best way to find out is to ask them. Here are some examples. Are you thinking about hurting yourself? Are you having suicidal thoughts? Make space for the conversation and give your loved one an opportunity to share. If you are still feeling uneasy, here are some words and phrases that could indicate someone is having suicidal thoughts. Again, this is not universally the case. So these words and phrases kind of serve as red flags that you should probably follow up on if you start hearing a lot. Um, It includes, I don't want to be here anymore. What's the point in trying? I wonder what would happen or what life would be like if I was no longer here. I don't see things getting any better. I just want it to all be over with. I feel really alone and I don't feel like myself. Some other ways are, I don't feel excited for things anymore. I'm drinking a lot or using drugs a lot. I don't know what to do. I feel trapped. I didn't expect life to be this hard or to be this way. I just don't care anymore. So other than words, there are also behaviors that you can look for. For some people, opening up to others and talking about suicidal thoughts is very difficult. In those cases, it can be helpful to look for some behavioral indicators. This can include a lack of engagement that is different from the norm. And by the norm, I mean that person's norm. So look for a change in their behaviors. Are they no longer going to social engagements that they used to? Are they not showing up to work? Are they slacking on responsibilities? Are they hard to reach both in person and over the phone? Another one is isolation. Isolation looks a lot like avoidance sometimes. Are they unresponsive? Do they never seem fully present? Are they rarely leaving their home? Another one is inability to see hope. Hopelessness is an indicator of suicidal thoughts because it means that the person does not see a way out or a possibility for things to change. Another one is numbness or the inability to express or identify emotions, feeling like they are not fully present in the room or seeming checked out. Some other behaviors to look for can include some um, physical health habits, so changes in your sleep patterns. This applies both to an inability to fall asleep and sleeping too much. 
Um, it can also be changes in eating habits. Have they gained or lost a significant amount of weight? Um, both can be cause for concern. So now you're probably wondering, what do I say? So here are some ideas. Talking to someone about suicidal thoughts can be a really scary conversation. You may feel uncomfortable, at a loss for words, and finding yourself wanting to help with no idea how to do so. Here are some helpful things to say during this conversation. So one is make sure that they know that you care about them. This sounds really simple, but it means a lot more than you think it does. Let that person know that their life has meaning that they matter to you and you would care if they were no longer here. Don't just say that you care, tell them why. And then another way is to name their strengths. Remind them about their strengths and positive attributes. Do not give meaningless compliments. State substantial strengths that are unique to them and specific to your experience with them. Another way is to ask them why they have stayed. Finding the reason that is anchoring someone to earth is really helpful to know. There is a reason their suicidal thoughts have not turned into an action. It is helpful for you to know that reason and for them to be reminded of it. Also, you can remind them of who they have in their life. Who would be affected by this? Who would miss you? Who relies on you? Remind them that their life has purpose and that people who would truly miss their presence um, you can also talk about what's good about their life right now. Help them think of the positive things in their life. It's true that everything, is it true that everything about their life right now is bad? This will help shift the focus from a negative standpoint to a more positive outlook. Um, another thing you can say is that you can call me anytime um, and let them know that they shouldn't be afraid to ask for help or support. Make sure to emphasize that you do not think they are a burden. Many people don't reach out to others out of fear of being a burden. Here are some action steps and some things that you can do after someone has confided in you that they are having suicidal thoughts. The first is uh, a plan. Ask if they have a plan for committing suicide. If they say yes, find out how. It can be very awkward to ask this question, and you may feel like you are invading their privacy. Remember this. There is a reason they have brought this up to you and that they have told you. If they tell you of their plan, find out if this is something they could easily carry out. Is it plausible? Is it achievable? Do they have the means necessary? If yes, you need to call 911 and stay with the person until they arrive. Another thing you can find out is who else knows? Have they told anybody else about these thoughts they're having? If they have, it's also helpful to ask who. This is important for several reasons. For one, you want to know if someone they see on a daily basis is aware of what is going on, especially if this person lives alone. If you are the only person who knows, encourage them to talk to the other people in their life as well. Get help. Encourage them to go see a therapist and talk to other people in their life, such as their spouse, friends, parents, neighbors. The more people included in their support circle, the better. Offer to go to the therapist's office with them and wait in the waiting room, or even offer to help them find a therapist. Try to normalize seeing a therapist as best as you can. Do you know someone who goes to therapy? Have you been to therapy? If yes, then talk about it with them. Remind them that there is no shame in seeking help and talking to someone who can help guide them through this process. 
Another thing to look at is a support circle. A support circle is crucial to someone who is having suicidal thoughts. This circle can include friends, family, roommates, doctors, neighbors, therapists, employers, coworkers, and so on. If possible, encourage the person to confide in people they see on a regular basis, especially if you are the only person they have told and you do not have regular contact with this person. Another thing is to check in. After that initial conversation, check in with them on a regular basis. Make an effort to reach out to them and ask how they are doing. Ask to hang out soon and ask if they need anything. Do not beat yourself up if you are not able to talk to them every day or see them on a regular basis. A check-in helps them know that you care, that you will be there if they need anything, and reminds them that they are not alone. And the last thing is to hold hope for them. They may not be able to see hope right now, so be the person that can hold hope for them in the meantime. Remind them of the future that they have ahead, things they have to look forward to, and that life will not always be this way. It's also important to take care of yourself. Self-care is really important, especially when you are supporting someone through a rough time. It is important that you make time for self-care and prioritize it. Here are some ideas. Check-in. Obviously, we use check-ins for a lot of things. In this case, check-in on your own mental well-being throughout this process. Pay attention to how these conversations impact you and how often you think about it during the day. The more you are aware, the better you will be able to take care of yourself. It's also important that you get support. Um, you're going to need your own support circle during this time. This can be leaning on friends and family or even joining a support group for people who are going through a similar experience. Um, it's also a good idea to have some quiet time. It can be really helpful for you to have a safe space to decompress, process your own thoughts and feelings, and unwind. This can be meditation, yoga, even getting yourself a massage, or even just having a designated quiet room. If you notice yourself having some anxiety or consistently worrying about this person and how they're doing, it can be comforting to educate yourself on the topic. Read various articles about suicide, look up warning signs, and read about conversation tips. It can be helpful to learn more about suicide in order to provide adequate support and relieve some of your own anxiety. It is important to note that you are not responsible for this person, although you probably feel like you are. The most frustrating and heartbreaking piece of this process is that we have very little control, and therefore there's not much we can do. Do not brush off the small things that you do as meaningless and worthless, because at the end of the day, these small things are all that we can do. Provide support, give encouragement, and remind them of the choices that they have. The rest is out of our control. I hope you have found this information helpful. This can be a very scary and intimidating conversation to have, especially if you're going at it alone. Don't forget that during this time, you will also need your own support system. Do not hesitate to reach out to others to ask for advice or guidance. If you or you know someone who is thinking about suicide, here's the National Suicide Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. No matter what, if you are truly concerned about another person's safety, then you need to do something about it. You can call the police, help them find a therapist, inform a loved one or family member. Thanks for listening to What I Wish People Knew.